Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Workplace Hacks podcast. My name's Tom Freer, and today on the show, I am joined by Mike from WebSafe Staff, and we are talking about all things cybersecurity. But more specifically, we're talking about the people aspect of cybersecurity, which I think is somewhat lost at times. Um, there's a lot of focus on the technology, but Mike's all about the people and the process. So listen up, this is some great insight into security for your business and some great tips to consider. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Workplace Hacks podcast. My name is Tom Freer, and today I am joined by Mike from WebSafe Staff. And Mike is a security expert, but not the way you would think. He is very much focused on the uh, people side of security. G'day, Mike. How are you? Good, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Did I get that right? Mate, you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> Is very true. Uh, it is the people side, and there is a people side. <laughs> That's so an interesting probably, thing. I think most people forget about that, don't they? They really do. Um, it's starting to get a bit more prominence these days, but still not enough. <clears throat> Which is why it's great to do this sort of stuff and just get the message out there. Get the um, message out there. Yeah, people, processes, technology. There's the three main parts to IT security. We need to do them all, and when we miss something, we've got a weak point. And that's where we'll get breached. So, yep. yeah, it's pretty yep. important. So yeah. I, like your, I like your approach of the people process technology. I mean, it's very, very aligned to the way we talk about business anyway. So it's um, yeah. every business is about people process and technology. So it's, it's, it's very, very good to see that same sort of application within that security space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it applies to so many areas. Like I used to be an IT manager and even back then it was about people, process and technology and then I get into the cybersecurity side of things and sure enough, it's actually the same thing. (laughs) So So where where do you start? Where, where, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk and um, whether it's media or just general advertising about security and breaches and hacks and people getting attacked and and I think most businesses sort of immediately go, right, where do I need to spend money on technology and, yeah. and that sort of side? But where, from your perspective, where where should we be starting? Uh, look, the starting point is risk. Um, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is companies should map out their risk. Um, and that starts at the top, starts with the board or the CEO and, you know, they've got their governance frameworks. But... Um, I think, you know, most companies that care about this stuff will have some sort of framework where they're identifying risks and, you know, doing something to mitigate them. Um, If they're not doing that, then how do they know where to spend their money? At the end of the day, you know, you've got a risk, you map it out. You say, this is the impact, this is the likelihood of it occurring, you know, this is the damage it's going to do, this is how we mitigate it, control it. Um, and this is what it will cost to do that. Do we want to do that? Yes or no? I business decision, is it worthwhile doing it? Does it make financial sense? Um, so, you know, when companies do that well and they have a good think about this stuff, naturally they're going to work out where those risks lie in those three areas of people, process and technology. And, you know, they're going to come up with a lot of stuff and um, they can make their own decisions on where they need to spend their money. Um, I think... You know, for me, I'm always going to bang on about the people side because mm. uh, most breaches have a people element in them. Um, well, I read, I read that most most breaches, like the like super high percentage, are actually via email phishing. 
yeah, yeah, across probably. across all breaches that are that are known, that seems yeah. to be where where they start, which isn't so much a technology problem. That's someone actually clicking a link. Yeah, pretty much. Look, you know, there's emails are a big problem. The criminals are always finding new ways of getting past the filters. And, you know, if your staff aren't aware of this stuff and they think they're protected by technology and something gets through, you know, you've got them all wrapped up in cotton wool and <laughs> they're not prepared for this stuff. And they just say, oh, I'll have a crack at that. Uh, look, I, I was speaking to someone just yesterday exactly this. They got an email. They forwarded it to me because they thought it was interesting. Oh, have a look at this. And I said, where did you get that email from? Oh, I don't know. Did, did you subscribe to that? No. Okay, did you hover on the links before you actually looked at it? No, I just clicked on it. Okay, cool. Because I had a look at the website, and the website it takes you to has got malware on it. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. So, you know, this is the problem. People don't know about this stuff. Um, they don't know how to read URLs. Um, they don't know that you need to research. Is it going where you expect it to go? Is that a credible website, for example? You know, so there's, there's a lot to know. But, yeah, the, the phishing stuff is, is massive. Um, and yet, it is still just a small part of how you can reach people. Unfortunately, <laughs> so where, where do you see other other areas in that that breaching space? Obviously, I think email is probably the one that's touted around all the way. Where, what other areas do you see people getting, I suppose, exploited or breached? So, so the email stuff is definitely a big one. But at the end of the day, the criminals are just going to go for wherever they can. Um, they're very strategic. So, look. There's tons of stuff they can do. They can actually physically breach a company. Um, you've got all your social engineering stuff that are trying to trick you. Um, USB drops, you know, with the with the bad USB key and it starts typing and installing software. Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of unlimited what they can actually what do. They can do. do, you, do you, have uh, you look, seen I'm, that in Australia with the USB drops and things like that? Have you seen much of that here? Not much of it. But in saying that, it's a risk and you've mm. got to mitigate that risk because, you know, people go, oh, look, for a USB key, I'll plug it in. Yeah. You know, as far as breaching a big company goes, you know, if, if you just drop a dodgy USB and someone picks it up and plugs it in and sees what's on it and suddenly they're breached, well, it's kind of easy to do, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> no true. You've got to find true. out who did it. You know, you just need to drop a few on the ground. Um, look, I hear a lot of the stories about it happening. Um probably more overseas um, and saying that look, like I said there's tons of ways we can be breached even simple things like um, unsubscribe links you know mm-hmm. you know scumbags I call them scumbags sorry IT criminal <laughs> they, they know that we get added to a lot of mailing lists and they make it look like we're on another mailing list and what do people do unsubscribe just go click go to a dodgy website suddenly well that's no good you've just been breached you've clicked on a on a link on a dodgy website so and you've got something installed on your machine yeah, yeah. so yeah. There's, there's tons of and that's essentially what what we do is just show people for about two hours how they can be tricked um it, it's how do you quite, keep people engaged that long yeah they do yeah it's all about me <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, it's it's a knack. It's a knack. Um, you've got to do this real simple. You've got to do it fun. You've got to have good content. It's got to be, you know, interesting, quirky stuff, videos, jokes. Um, it really becomes a bit of a team building session. Yeah, uh, okay. And then, hey, donuts at halftime, you know. <laughs> don't get any better than that. 
<laughs> Everyone's going for the free donuts. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I started out with this stuff, my original course was an hour. Um, okay. And that, that was the right. But then I look back at it and go, geez, things have changed. There's so much more now that we need to talk about. Um, and most companies just want to crank it out and get through it. Um, but saying that, the, the time just goes fast because mm. you're just getting all these light bulb moments for people and they're just going, oh, Oh, really I, remember clicking, I remember clicking that email. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the challenges is um, making people feel probably a bit more empowered rather than scared because, you know, a lot of people come out of it and go, which is what have I been doing for the last, you know, 10 years. Um, but That's that, yeah. an interesting point is that empowerment versus fear, I suppose. If yeah. if we're driving that that fear element, then no one's going to report it to start with because that's probably the one of the big things is at least letting someone know that, this has potentially happened. Um, yeah. But if they feel empowered to either escalate or ask a question or know where to take it, I guess that's that's a big part of the battle. Um, yeah, so that's a, a massive thing. That's corporate culture. So your company has to be nurturing and supportive about this stuff. But it's exactly that. As soon as you have questions and you go, eh, I'm not sure, you have to feel comfort, comfortable to ask for help. Mm. Um, and if you've been tricked or you think you've been tricked, you must be comfortable to say, look, I think I might have been tricked. What can we do? If your company, you know, comes down there and beats you on the head with a keyboard, you're never going to report, you know. You've lost mm. the battle. No one's so, going to report. You know, for yeah. me, and, you know, culture is massive. That's where you win the battle. But that's an opportunity. To, to get someone on side you say you know hey man thanks or you know whoever reported hey man hey hey woman sorry <laughs> don't even <see> <laughs> <laughs> thanks for reporting that's awesome you know this is a great opportunity maybe to work with you and just see how they tripped you and how we could let other people be educated with, with what happened um and you know maybe keep you a bit safer at home as well and and you know, even reward them for reporting the damn thing. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's well done. You know, make them feel like they'll just go, "Well, that was great. I, I feel so comfortable." And if it happens again, I can report again. And you know, you just want to build that that positive vibe and a good culture around this stuff. Um, yeah, as soon as you tell someone off, just yeah, say yeah, goodbye to the results. It's not yeah. going to happen. So, what what do you think? Where? Where, where do you see, like, we see it from a technical perspective of how people have, their email systems have been compromised and then we're, we're seeing sort of fraudulent emails and, and, and that sort of thing. Is that is that where a lot happens? What do you think the, the goal is yeah. of, of some of these attackers? Is it is it data? Is it information? Or is it financially driven? Um, it's, it's a mix. Like, they'll go for whatever they can. But you're right, a lot of the stuff, um, the big one at the moment is all the fraudulent emails. So, um, and, and hacking email systems, if you get into an email system and you can send out as that company, then they can send out whatever they want and send out dodgy links and, hey, click on this, or send out fraudulent invoices. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, whenever we train, we're getting people saying, oh, yeah, we had that. You know, we, we had the fraudulent invoice. And lucky, luckily we saw it. Um, but this is the, the process part of the chat. So, you know, you've got your tech, hopefully it picks it up. If not, your people, hopefully that picks it up and they're recognising some warning signs around this stuff. If not, your process. So if you've got newer changes information that can damage your business, get on the phone and confirm it. So, you know, you've got an invoice that comes in 
and then uh, <laughs> you just all <laughs> going a bit weird with you. The lights went out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, right. Your whole silhouette just went black. It's cool. <laughs> Looked like a hacker. <laughs> yeah, I've been hacked. Hacker, IT criminal. Um, so, yeah, um, if information comes in that can damage your business, you will change. So, you get an invoice come in and the bank account details are new. You've never paid it before. Or you get an invoice come in and the bank account details have changed. That's mm. when the process stuff kicks off, and you say, "Well, that can damage our business." I'll get on the phone. I'll get on the phone so and make a call. That's, I suppose that's that's interesting. Like it's, I've, we've sort of spoken to a few where look at your accounts process in particular, because that's that's likely where you're going to get stung. Yeah. Is do I mean even simple things like a purchase order process where you're matching invoices to purchase orders and. As you said, change in details, make a phone call, don't reply to the email because the email could be compromised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, this is a massive thing. When I invoice after the training, you know, and during the training, I say, I'll invoice you. I expect a phone call from someone to confirm the bank account details you're paying into. Because at the end of the day, if someone's hacked my email, and that can happen, and they say that I've trained you and they send an invoice before I do, you pay them and I'll ring up asking for the money and you'll say you've already paid me. It's just massive. But look, there's, it's a big deal. Um, a lot of people get scammed with this, a lot of companies. Um, it's, a, it's a big business, isn't it? Hacking, cybercrime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good money in it, right? Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> Ransomware and all the bits that go with it. We've seen a few of that, bit of that recently, and I think the prices are going up, so... And the, the worst part about the ransomware is you can pay it, right? Your files get locked. You pay the ransom. They give you the decryption key. You unlock your files, and then they sting you anyway because they sell your stuff on the dark web or your information. Yeah, yeah. So that's happening a lot now. So people think, yeah, we're all good. Well, you get ah, you're so I've got my files back, you, but now all my data is sold. Yeah, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't now. Um, yeah. So... Look, you know, if they keep doing that, I guess eventually people are going to say, well, stuff, we won't pay the ransom. But, you know, really what it comes down to, this is your side of things, backups, you know. Oh. <laughs> GFS, 321, disconnected, all that sort of tech stuff. All that sort up. of stuff. You know, making sure that, oh, you've been hacked. Don't worry about it. You're encrypted. Don't worry. We'll put a copy back. But, you know, a lot of companies that don't have proper IT support, as, as you'll know, they go and try and restore it. They find out their backups haven't been working, or the, you know the well, restore the backups have been encrypted work. because they're on the same machine and, and all exactly. sorts of stuff. We've and seen then, them all, and then they're stuffed. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> they've got no business because they've lost their data. So yeah, it's um, and it's a scary proposition to be in that position. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a business not getting their data back under that scenario. Well, that's, I mean. <laughs> It's not going to end well for that business. I mean, no, that, well, that, that da- business is about data. So if you've lost your data, you can't get yeah. access to it. What are the stats? I think six months from a compromise like that, the businesses will go under on average. 60% is the, the common stat. Yeah. Um, who knows where that came from? Right, I've looked it up. I can't find a source for it. But that's the commonly quoted stat. Major breach, 60% of business has gone in six months or less. Um, Crazy. Look, uh, I think it would be around somewhere like that, to be honest. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen companies get hacked, and they just go. They can't. They, they can't, can't, recover. can't recover. So it's not nice to see. I've even, you know, even had a company I was booked in to train. Wow. I got breached one week before we were going to train, <laughs> and they, they, they disappeared. They're just like, I'm sorry, that's us stuffed. Like, oh. Gone. 
devastating. That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. And, yeah. I mean, you, you see these um, reported ones on the news. We've seen big, like, toll and um, things like that getting compromised. And I yeah. think there was a big shipping company being compromised. Are they they targeted or you reckon they're accidental or someone's clicked the link and it, it's had that effect? Is that you reckon there's more targeted action on those? Um, look, if, if you want to be more successful, you target. You do right. your research. You find out who you're going to have a crack at um, and how you're going to do it. So, um, yeah, I'd say there's a lot more targeting that goes into the big targets. You know, for, for the likes of most people, we get the, the mass mail outs. We get the millions of throw it out yeah. there and hope and pray for it here and there. But, you know, at the end of the day, like the big companies, that's where the bucks is, you know. Right. When you disrupt a big company, and especially like with a big supply chain and shipping and that sort of stuff, you know, that costs them just, what, hundreds of millions of dollars potentially. So they're a lot more likely to pay up. <laughs> pay up cool. a ransom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can get all their data, you know, you can sell that on the dark web. It's just bigger target generally bigger dollars so spend a bit more time having a crack to get in there yeah well it's funny i mean even we're seeing and we work with predominantly sort of mid-sized businesses but we see a lot of targeted attacks in there as well is that um that's that spear phishing where yeah. they will change a change a letter and an email address and it looks legit the email system thinks it's legit but it's come from the ceo to the accounts person yeah. said hey can you give me a call or can you let me know if you can pay this invoice or something yeah yeah, and that's, um, yeah, one of the five scam warning signs that we teach is, you know, you've got your fear factor, which is, gosh, just about in every scam, really. They're always trying yeah. to scare you to do something unconsidered because you, you get that disconnect of, you know, making logical decisions. You know, you get your free lunch. So here's a, here's a reward. You, you know, come and get this thing for free and people, well, equally, bang, go for it. Um, you've got your curiosity stuff where it comes in and you yeah, what's that? I'll have a look at that, you know. Um, you've got your urgency scams. Again, this ties into the CEO stuff. Do it now. Yeah. And the yeah. other part of that is the authority pretending to be someone important because people don't want to disappoint the CEO. So you combine a few of those. Right. It was very powerful. Um, yeah. I, I read a few years back there was, um, what, out of the Fortune 500 companies, there was a decent amount of CFOs that got tricked with this sort of stuff or something like 11% got tricked into, you know, it was a, it was a setup. It wasn't a real scam. Mm. They got tricked into potentially paying fraudulent invoices. You're talking like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so, yeah, it's it works. <laughs> well, it, it does. I mean, we've seen some classics. We saw one not long ago, and it went around for a while, was the, um, the, the Spear one, but it was, can you go buy some Apple iTunes vouchers for us? Yeah. scratch the back off and send it to me. Yeah, I, I still, and look, I know that I teach people and there are a lot of people that don't get this stuff. They, they're not suspicious at all, right? You know, they don't know we're going to click on, hover on links before we click mm. on them. They don't know the basics, but I still struggle to get my head around how that scam works. Because <laughs> <laughs> surely anyone's going, what, what do you want? iTunes? What? Hey, that makes no sense. And maybe that's where it is. It's, it doesn't make much sense. The CEO doesn't ask me that often or hasn't asked me. Maybe he really needs it. So playing into that fear and authority and... Yeah, yeah it's a it's a really odd one. Um, and yeah, look, they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. So. Yeah, well, that's true. What's, what's the best one you've seen recently? 
Because um, you see a lot, I'd imagine. I get, I get told a lot of them. I, I think, look, the, probably the one I hear about the most and the one that does the most damage is the fake invoice. Just seeing a lot of that. Uh, I'd say we see a lot of everything, but that's the one that really can mess people up um, and probably is the most at the moment. You know, like pretend to be a, a supplier or something or, you know, someone you deal with or hack the email. Um, yeah. Just, you know, send through a well-crafted invoice and just, you know, fingers crossed, maybe they pay it. Someone and when they do, you know, that money's gone. Well, yeah, and they can be in. I mean, we've seen examples where they've actually been in systems for months, yeah. watching watching email flow, yeah. building a profile on the company. The, I think the average detection time, well, it depends on what you read, it used to be like six months, they'll be in your wow. system. And then, you know, the problem with that is if they're in there, they're, they're spreading their tentacles, right? They're getting through as yeah. much as they can. Yeah. You know, maybe the end game is to just lock you out of everything, you know, and you can kind of staff through it. Definitely seen that. Um, I've seen companies had to rebuild their entire IT systems, you know, start from scratch. That's great for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not great for the company and they may go, which is not great for you. So really, it's probably not great for anyone. No, no. I mean, look, yeah, it's um, it's definitely very much a layered approach. And from a, a technology perspective, we look at it in layers. And I guess it's all about then adding, as you said, that that people and that process layer on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not hard to do, you know. Like, you kind of think, you know, the tech stuff is hard, right? There's so much to it now, and we've got to mm. do so much to keep that side of it safe. People are bloody easy, though. You know, you keep it simple, right? No no acronyms or jargon, plain English. Keep it fun. So you want people actually paying attention. You don't want them sitting there just, you know, eating their lunch and doing something else. Yeah, clicking somewhere else. You want them, like, engaging and asking questions and sharing stories. So train them, you know, make it fun and and get their attention. Make them suspicious. And that's the game, right? Make them suspicious. suspicious. There's a lot to know. But if you can switch that in their head, then suddenly what are they doing? Things come through and they start to think about it. They go, oh, I don't know about that. And I ask for help. So you have the nurturing culture and and then keep helping people. Like, you know, yeah. make sure you've got a go-to person who knows this stuff. Because there's always someone in an organization that's pretty tech savvy and would hmm. start training and go, Yeah, I actually knew most of that stuff. Cool. That's your go-to person, right? And then just they get better over time. So get better they over will time. make mistakes, but they will get better. Um, but this isn't this isn't just a business issue either. This is this drives into personal yeah. side of things as well. Your personal yeah. email, personal accounts. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. I'm sure I was about to say that, but thanks. For <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm look, home is, yeah. home is absolutely like this is the core focus. So when you want people to change, they should be dissatisfied, right? The, the issue is most people think that's well, an IT problem. So mm-hmm. I'm not dissatisfied. I don't really care. You know, when we go on a train, it's about, hey, this is actually about your money. You know, this is everything you learn here today is about home use. And so much stuff that we're talking through, we're saying, can they trick you at home with us? Damn straight they can. You know, what does that mean for you? That's your bank account. So that's your kids online, right? Mm. You know, that's your parents. That's your identity. You want to go through identity theft? No, you don't. You know, so first 10, 15 minutes actually were generally talking about, 
it's a big deal for you personally. And if you can flip that switch in their head, that just means they come to business with the same thinking anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a good starting point. Um, and just, yeah, like I say, as, as the training progresses, just driving the point home, this is home use, this is home use, this is home use. And well, well, it starts there. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you see posts and like on socials and stuff like that, don't respond to my message, I've been hacked. That's just the starting point. They get into your social media, they, yeah. they find a way through, and that's that's where it sort of all comes undone, particularly on that home front. Yeah, and, and it's funny too because people are so um, open with a lot of their social media profiles. Like mm. I always think it's great. I see a new connection on LinkedIn and I go, whatever, look at your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you get on their Facebook and you see, oh, they're going camping this weekend and they've got a dog and you know, there's their kids and you're just like, my God, I really know so much about you. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, if I want to do a targeted attack on this person, you really I know what their interests are. Yeah. And I, yeah well, that's, um, yeah. Keep in mind that, yeah. you know, the, the, the IT criminals, they've got tools for this stuff. They've got, what oh, they've they've got time and people, don't they? Yeah. Well, open source intelligence is called OS and, you know, the, ah. the tools that literally go out and you, you can plug in parameters and they'll pull information in around this stuff and you'll just build a big profile about people. And our information is blasted everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it'll be quite scary what they can they can pull together about people, and then suddenly you've got a really good targeted attack on someone. On someone, yeah, okay, yeah, wow. And they'll um, do that with big business tools. Right? They'll do it about big business. So pick a CEO. Cool. I need to know something about them. What can I find out? Start researching, and then suddenly you can start to make things look more genuine. Who reports to them? Okay, yeah. who can I target in that reporting chain? And yeah. And that's, I mean, all that information's there, there to be found. So, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, crazy. Now, you've mentioned the dark web a couple of times. Oh, yeah. What is the dark web for all our listeners? Okay. So, so you've got your internet as a whole. Um, the main part that we know is called the clear web, right? That's like you go to Google, you know, you can get to Google, you can do searches, you click on stuff, you see it all. You can all see that stuff. Um, then the biggest part, that's actually not a very big part of the web. The the biggest part of the web is called the deep web. And that's when you have to log into something. So think about your, your superannuation or something or your bank. You know, the website has, what, maybe 20 pages or something. Once you log in, maybe there's 100 pages where you can click around and do your accounts and your profile, whatever. That's the deep web. That's most of the internet. But then there's a dark web, which is like a hidden part of the internet you need special software and configurations to get to it. Um, and that's where the scumbags live um, a lot of the time. Right. When your data gets breached, generally it will go there. They'll sell it there. Um, it's actually, it's kind of weird because um, the websites on there, you know, we all know the .coms, .com yep. and all that sort of stuff. On the dark web, it's called .onion. .onion? Um, yeah, .onion, because it's essentially right. like to get there, it's like going through the different layers of an onion. You know, you use a... <laughs> special browser and it bounces through all the layers to hide who you are. And Someone's had to that. set this up. This has all been set up. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all well constructed for criminals. Yeah, yeah, um, right. There are some legitimate uses to the dark web. Um, yep. But, yeah, you'd say most of it is probably illegitimate use. And it's, some of the stuff on there is probably pretty scary. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, if you want to hire a contract killer or... So we're not just yeah. talking hacking tools and software. This is where the, the deep, dark stuff happens. When you have, yeah, you got some pretty depraved minds. Yeah, right. Pretty weird 
fetishes and things and access to weird stuff. Um, don't look just for people who are watching. Don't try and go there. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't try and find out how can I get on the dark web to have a look. It's not worth it. Uh, you'll corrupt your mind, um, but you'll also maybe expose yourself as a hacking target. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, not, not for the uninitiated. I have not personally gone there. I don't really want to. Um, I know what I need to know about it. Yeah. But, no, I'll be honest. I've never, never tried, never, never looked at it. But yeah, yeah interesting, so interesting. Yeah. Scary, bloody scary. But yeah, you don't want to end up there. Um, I know my details are there. Um, you know, they, you get breaches, like you, you got details yep. with the company, they get breached, it goes there. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's so important to do a few hygiene things like um, always have different passwords for everything, mm. you know. So, and use a password manager, you know, to manage all those passwords. Use two factor authentication, multi factor authentication. So, you know, you put in your password and maybe you get like a Google Authenticator app saying, you know, blah, yep. that really? yeah, well, cool. That stuff makes a massive difference. You know, if we get breached through something we have a password on, they only get into that. You know, they don't mm. get it. And this is one of the problems with passwords. I know we're sort of going off on a tangent. Uh -huh, that's all right. People, people go, oh, yeah, I've got the password. It's a pretty strong password. Well, yeah, but you're using it on 30 different things. You know, <laughs> you get breached. What do you? What do they do? They'll, they'll try and log in everywhere. You know, everywhere that they've got they'll, it. They'll take over your life. Well, here's the thing as well. It's not. It doesn't always. A, a breach isn't always something that you you personally do as well because no, no. you could have your a third party website or something that you signed up to. Yeah years ago gets compromised and then yeah. that's where it starts as well so Absolutely. you might not even be aware that you've been breached no no that's right you know usually you'd hope that notify you so you have the opportunity to do something about mm. it um this is one of the reasons why i say to people provide fake info if you can if it, mm. if it doesn't impact the service provided to you right do they need to know your date of birth do they need to know your name right? you know yeah. all these things that you tell them like, give them junk if you can, like, you know, for Facebook. Do they need to know your date of birth? Yeah, you're going to get the prompt to say your mates can go happy birthday, but I don't want them knowing my birthday. I don't yeah, want them yeah. knowing anything about me. So, well, yeah. That's where you have. I mean, I've got multiple email accounts as well where I'll have, if I'm signing up for something that I think is is a little bit, I don't know, don't I really know about it, I'll sign up onto my Hotmail or something like that. So yeah, it's, I have a throwaway Gmail account yeah, that I yeah. use junk stuff junk stuff yeah yeah and if it gets what's well, not gonna get breached because even that's got two factor on it but mm. um really you know it doesn't matter if I have an account tied to that they get you know like servicing the car like a car I've got to log into a a, a car website right yeah that is breach yes <laughs> yeah they were they gonna do book my car in for a service for me yeah but yeah. Look, the critical stuff you know the stuff that matters like you know like LinkedIn for example which is I kind of live out of there a lot of the time yep. That gets breached. I'm stuffed. So mm. that's got you know password that long. You know it's got the multi-factor and um, I look after that sort of stuff a lot better. Yeah. And say so, yeah. you know, every single login I have is multi-factor. Yeah, a password manager. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. yeah, it's key, yeah. key for us as well. Everything's yeah. secured by password manager and even the passwords that are in the manager are all multi-factor authentication yeah, um, right. via an app or an sms or something yeah, um, or what's available so coming to you with that requirement like you know if i, I constantly train companies and they go how do you manage your passwords 
you know, do you have a password manager? No. And I'm just going, but, but how do you, how can you manage your passwords effectively without a password mm-hmm. manager? You're using the same password. Are you sharing passwords? Are you writing them down in a spreadsheet? Yeah, saved <laughs> it out. It's compromised. We can find it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, that's, that's one of the basics. And mm. yeah, I'd like to think that your clients can chat to you about that and you can help them. Yeah, definitely. It's so critical to do that properly. So, Mike, we'll um, just on a, on an ending note. What are, what are three things you think all businesses should start to consider, particularly around that people side of of um, security? Um, three things. Look, I, I'd say the risk stuff again. I know we touched on it at the start, but look at the risk you're exposed to and have a good think about it and break it down into the important stuff and what financially makes sense to address. Um, I think on the people side, get buy-in. Make yep. sure that people are actually, you know, they give a shit about this. Like management should drive this stuff. They should say, this is important. We care about you. We care about you staying safe at home. And obviously that works for us too. Mm-hmm. They should commit to it and drive it and show they care turn up to training, you know, be enthusiastic and make it a team-building session. Um, I've probably got four things. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. We'll go for Look, the training, and if you're going to do training, just do something that actually works. <laughs> and I know <laughs> this is a shameless plug, right, but, you know, look, we, we train companies that have had not-so-effective training, and they're just – you talk to people and go, did you, did you remember much? And they go, no. No, I kind of just clicked through it. And you're like, well, okay, so you spent money on that and you're still bearing the risk. So you, you're worse off. You've wasted money and you've still got the same level of risk. So so at least do something effective, right? Um, and then, again, like I'll bang on about this to the council kind of home, culture. You know, get a culture of security awareness in your company and that drives, you know, tech solutions, process solutions, people solutions, mm. and just just nurture it and keep people thinking about it. You know, like share a bit of a snippet of information once a week, you know, connect with the cybersecurity hub on LinkedIn, follow them or whatever, or follow me and just go, oh, yeah, here's a good little tip. You know, I'll throw that out to the staff. Have someone stand up once a week and just talk about, hey, do you guys know about, you know, hyperlinks and how we're going to hover over them? Little things like that. Keep it top of to mind. people on their toes. This this came in, it nearly tricked Mandy. This is why and this is how we can spot it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not hard to do. Yep. So the, the four things. Excellent. That's <laughs> great. Mike, this has been an awesome chat so much. I'm sure we could we could have gone for hours. Um, <laughs> mate, how do people find you if they want to find out some more? Uh, website websafestaff.com.au they can find me on LinkedIn um, as well I'm pretty prominent there usually people tell me they've been stalking me for years and <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been following your stuff for ages and I finally connect with you oh, cool. uh, but yeah my name's Mike uh, Mike not Michael or Mike on LinkedIn I have no idea I don't um, know actually yeah, I don't know. And then surname O U W E R K E R K. So I'm pretty easy to find up there. My, yes. my tagline is um, probably a bit unique in that it says, no, don't click on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually get quite a few comments about that. But um, yeah, otherwise, hey, they can just uh, call you and, uh, you know, you can obviously call me. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll we'll, um, we'll we'll put a link to Mike's site at the bottom of this podcast and also his LinkedIn for everyone. But um, Mike, thank you very much for joining.
Thanks for having me, Tom. Pleasure to chat. Thank you for listening to the Modern Workplace Hacks podcast. Hope you got some value. We'd really love for you to subscribe to the podcast or follow us on YouTube and LinkedIn. Look forward to bringing you some more episodes soon. Mm -hmm.